Welcome back, everybody, to the Word of Reason podcast. Um, no soundboard, no soundboard today. We we got a message. I'm gonna make this like a little bit less goofy today. But welcome back to the Word of Reason podcast, where I talk biblical principles and practical aspects, and I talk about the things that God has been showing and teaching me. So. As you can tell, we've been getting a little bit further in the, you know, what 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 word of reason is. You know what I'm saying? We've been um, we've been getting a little bit of ah, ah, ah. we've been getting some keys. Ah, ah, ah. But uh yeah, where we talk biblical principles and practical aspects and the things that God has been showing and teaching me. Uh in hopes that I give it to you guys to help you guys find reason. So yeah. Yeah, we out here. We out here. So uh, I want to say thank you guys so much for coming back to listen to the episodes. I want to thank you guys so much for the support. Like the support has actually been real. Like a lot of people, I'm I'm including myself in this. I'm not even gonna lie. Sometimes I would say like thank you guys so much for uh, the support, and then it would be like you know I'm talking about the support from the people coming in on the content. Not too many people messaging me. However, um. Now, there's been some actual people who have been messaging me, and dog, I just want to say thank you guys so much. It genuinely means so much to me whenever you say that the stuff here at Word of Reason helps you to find uh, more understanding and knowledge in God's Word, and it genuinely kind of makes me happy because, dog, it's just like, bro, I'm, so that's what I wanted to do. I'm finna start tearing up. Especially with today, especially with today's message. Um, It's got some context I want to give to y'all. So for those who may not know here, we don't we don't be beating around the bush unless it's like really, really personal, like giving out names, giving out addresses, giving out, you know, personal conversation, stuff like that. That stuff we kind of keep on the DL. You know, that's not everybody's business. I don't want to tell you literally every detail of my house down to the address. Um, but we keep it honest, open, and transparent over here, broski. We keep it truthful. So what has happened recently is a long span of me giving in to the lust of my flesh. Let me make sure I'm all good here. But we, 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 I, (laughs) I have been getting pressed very heavily as well as I have been giving in very frequently um I said that for a reason the way I said it because while yes we get pressed we also have the choice to choose which is actually what we're talking about today so for context for like the last week I believe I don't know if this was in the last, I think it was actually in the last podcast, because some of them, I'm not going to explain that, but um, it was in the last episode, near the end, I was talking about how I had given into the lust of my flesh, and had really just thrown myself into pornography again, um, without even really caring about, it wasn't the pornography I was doing it for, it was simply the the physical gratification 
of my sexual desires in that counterfeit way that is definitely cheaper, easier, and more free than actually waiting, being obedient, and submitting my own sexual desires to God. Um, so I gave in, and for those who didn't listen to the story, a brief summary of that is that as soon as I had finished um, with that, I heard multiple different voices as audible as um, like someone screaming down the hallway in your school building. Like it was that audible uh, or that kind of audio level where you heard echoes of multiple different voices who I knew were definitely uh, spirits and demonic uh, opposition, the demonic oppositions. they screamed out, yes, like I heard a holler of, yes, yes, and I was just kind of like, I know I just did something really stupid, and I'm feeling the effects of that stupid thing right now, <laughs> Um, so what I want to explain what actually happened there, because I'm still feeling the effects of that, is... Prior to that experience, um, you would see in some of the uh, different podcasts we were talking about the importance of not feeding the flesh, which is what I had been walking in very consistently up until that big slip up. And in denying the gratification of my flesh, what God was doing was shutting a door to my porn addiction or not even it wasn't even an addiction. Um, like I, I didn't feel addicted to it, um, was rather shutting the door to me, gratifying the lust of my flesh, always using the gate of, uh, pornography and masturbating. He was, she shut that door and I was walking in that. I was walking in that and I chose to open up a door. And I didn't know it at the time or I didn't piece it together at the time. But the reason I was able to hear those yeses was because I opened up a door that God had already closed and let them come back and start giving them room to harass me even more to further elongate more trouble than necessary. That's why, again, even in my slip up, I'm going to still be shouting out and advocating. Stop gratifying the desires of your flesh. Do not give the enemy leeway to move. While, yes, I slipped down and fell. I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to keep it real with you. Do not. I'm still advocating. Do not feed the desires of your flesh. It ain't worth it. Do not open the door. I'm speaking on the opposite end of that buffoonery. Of that blunder. And I'm saying it with my heart. If you're in the race, if you're struggling, if you're holding on against feeding those desires of the flesh right now, you've been going three days, four days, five days, three weeks, a month, a year, and you're seeing this, I want to look you dead in the eyes and encourage you. I've just opened up a door back to those lustful desires and the gratification of my flesh, and I'm being harassed, and I'm feeling the effects of my decision. I want to encourage you, do not feed your flesh. Keep going. Don't stop. It's not worth it. It doesn't matter how hard the enemy lies to you. It doesn't matter how much your flesh is itching. Don't scratch that itch. 
Don't scratch that itch. All right. So for the past week, it has been like like a really bad backsliding of gratifying the desires of my flesh. Like I'm talking about Well, I know I've been through much, much worse and much, much more different times than this. However, it's still been bad considering the fact that, you know, we were walking in not gratifying the desires of the flesh and, you know, we was chilling. Well, not chilling, but we were denying. So right now, yeah, it's it's been pretty, it's been pretty rough, rough around the edges. So today we folded again. And so... At this point, I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm just like, Lord, I'm feeling like a phony. I'm feeling like a fraud, bro. I can't handle this. I, I'm i just like, I can't be two-faced with you. Like, I cannot do this. I cannot be happy with my life living it like this. So we had a conversation. And, uh, you know, I was in my closet. I was talking with him. And... He told me a lot of different things, but um, the main thing we're going to focus on, thank you, Holy Spirit, is that it's a choice. And ever since you came to me, it's always been a choice. And now as I say this, sitting here the way I just said it, it struck me in my, 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 my gut And this doesn't just go with pornography, by the way. This goes with any sin at all. Any sin at all. So in the closet, he told me, it's always been a choice once you came to me. Once you accepted Jesus and received my spirit, you have always, it's always a choice. And so I'm sitting over there, I'm just like, you know, I'm praying some prayers. I'm asking God to, you know, help help me, help me. Uh, and the prayers I pray aren't like, God, take this away from me. Um, but the type of prayers that I pray are rather prayers like, God, help me to further seek you. To get rid of these things that are in me that are not of you. Help me to see my heart. Help me to see sin how you see sin. Help me to hate what you hate. Show me how to love what you love. And it's like, I want to have a heart like yours. So Father, help me to choose you when my flesh wants other than you flesh is always going to be an opposite uh, opposition of the uh of the spirit um but i didn't say that for no reason i said that because um if you're listening and you pray the prayer mentioned uh prior of like god take this point away from me god take this that and the other away from me um one thing that i've learned is that you're not going through that for no reason you're not going through your temptation for no reason. You're not going through your trial for no reason. Every and anything you're going through has its purpose, even if you're in the wrong. 
even if you're in the wrong, God's still going to work it out for your good. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, it's about upside down. You want scripture? I got scripture. All righty. <laughs> ah, wait a minute. I was looking at the wrong part. Hold on. Give me just a second, y'all. Ah, Romans eight twenty eight. There we go. Sorry for the wait, y'all. I was looking at the wrong part. And in Romans chapter eight, verse twenty eight, it says, "And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. For God knew His people in advance, and He chose them to become like His Son, so that His Son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters." And having chosen them, he called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. And having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. And so we know, or if you don't, now you're about to, um, the Bible speaks in definitives. So like when it says all, it don't mean most. When it says all, it don't mean some. When it says all, it means all. So it says and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. So, example. Um, yeah, why don't I just set it there? That would be so much better. Anyways. Um, so. In my like nine months of debauchery, my nine month, you know, my. um. She a baddie, she showing her, you know what I'm saying? My, you know, my, my, my arc. I didn't love or care for the things of God at that point. However, even in that, I believe that him knowing that I was going to come back to him and love him, that still helped me to see good in that. He showed me the good in which he was there in that. And there was plenty good that happened in the midst of that bad. Because everything works together for those who love God. If you're going through it rough, all things work together for the good of those who love God and those of whom he's called. So, um, how did I get here? Let me backtrack. Because sometimes I have the tendency to, to really, like, not be articulate with my wordings and my story. So, let me, <laughs> let me dial it back. Um... Ah, I remember I was talking about, yes, you're not going through it for no reason. God's hand is in it in any point in which you're at. All right. 
So do not be discouraged, mate. He's got you right there. So going back to what he told me, and now really we're getting to the meat of the bones. <laughs> now we're really getting to the meat of the bones of the revelation that he gave me when I got out the closet and really spent time with him in the word, right? And this is the first time that I can actually remember in which he spoke to me. Like, you know, whenever you hear in your voices, like random scriptures, or you've seen like where it's like, and God told me to open up to First Thessalonians chapter four, verse 12. Maybe that was for somebody, but um, open up to First Thessalonians chapter four, verse 12. What if we open up to first? If I open up to First Thessalonians chapter four, verse 12, and it's something related to this, I will do a backflip. No, I won't. <laughs> Don't bet on that. For those who may need this, hey, we're here, so we're going to read it. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 12 says, Then people who are not believers will respect the way you live, and you will not need to depend on others. Let me read 11 just for you. Make it your goal to live a quiet life, minding your own business and working with your hands, just as we instructed you before. Then people who are not believers will respect the way you live, and you will not need to depend on others. Maybe that was for somebody. However back on track now but that's what kind of that's what happened with me all right so i was reading i was reading and i was reading and usually i get into these talks with god when i read it it's never really just reading we always talk in between so in whatever we were talking about first let me read this because i don't know if y'all noted or remember but i journal a lot I journal what I hear. I journal revelations. Da 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 da. Um, and this is solely the revelation book. I write down a lot of things. But here's what I got in the revelation. And I want you to open up your ears and be ready to receive because this struck me to my heart and made me want to cry. The revelation I got is it's a choice. You are no longer a slave to your sin, I've set you free. It's a choice now. Will you choose to walk in the freedom I provided or will you return to the vomit in which I freed you from? At this point, I realized that he was really speaking to me, like really like asking me. And let me continue. So I started writing down because I usually write like an, a little dash and then write my thoughts on the revelation. But here's what happened. And I want you to know if you can tell what happens. Sin is a choice now. Don't be controlled by it. You have both freedom and authority. Choose to walk in that. Don't return and open the door that has been shut by me. Choose me. I chose you from since the beginning of the foundation of this world to be with me. I make you holy and blameless before me. So in case you didn't catch what happened there, I was writing my thoughts and then immediately was spoken to again in the midst of that. And it's just like in his word where he's I don't remember where it's at, but he he says something about like, you know, you know, the difference between good and evil. And then he says, choose good. Uh, 
And in this, he's saying, choose me. I chose you from since the beginning of the foundation of this world to be with me. I make you holy and blameless before me. And then that's when, after I wrote that, that's when he did the scripture shout out thing. That's what I'm going to call it, the scripture shout out thing. So a lot of times in our own head, we listen to our own voice and, you know, one thing leads to another. And we're not actually hearing the voice of God. We're just saying what we think God would say because we think, you know, I don't know how we get to that. So what had happened was, was I heard after writing this down, Romans 8. And usually I correlate it with, you know, there's therefore no condemnation. There is, there is, there, there is, therefore there is now no condemnation in Christ. Um, but he didn't tell me a verse. He said Romans 8. So let me read to you what Romans 8 says. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. For those listening, I'm staring dead into the camera right now. Because at this point, I realized he's not. I'm not speaking to the voice in my head. I'm speak. God has spoken to me. He actually gave me the scripture shout out. So going on, it still says in verse three, the law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not. Oh, so God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving us his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the spirit. At this point, I'm starting to tear up because I'm like. Not only have you given us your spirit and not only have you freed us. But you've also given us authority over it. And if you need the verse for authority, Luke chapter 10, verse 18 and 19, where Jesus is speaking to his disciples, saying, I've saw Satan fall like lightning from the heavens. And behold, I give you authority to trample all over all the power. No, I give you the authority to trample over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and that nothing shall by any means harm you. So we're not even just getting the bare minimum dog. We're getting above and beyond. We're not just getting freedom. We're not just getting forgiven, but we're also giving we're also given authority. <sighs> then it says he did this so that we or so in verse four, it says he did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the spirit. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about that, think about things that please the spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting your letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. 
It never did obey God's laws and it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. This, this, the thing that came to my mind when I actually just read that now was how I would always be like, God, you know, take this away from me, take this away from me, take this away from me. Well, according to James, we are tempted by our own desires. So the thing is, is you're not being tempted more than what you can bear. Yes, you're not being tempted more than you can bear. And those desires or from your desires is how you're being tempted. I don't desire to murder anybody, so I'm not being tempted to kill anybody when I'm angry, you know? However, if from my desires... I want to be pleased sexually, then my temptation will be stronger in sexual temptations. So that of which you desire is where your temptation is going to hit the hardest because it's a desire in your heart bone. In verse nine, it says, but you are controlled, but you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the spirit. If you have the spirit of God living in you and remember that those who do not have the spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all. And Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. For if you live by its dictates, you will die. But if through the power of the spirit you put to death, you put to death, you put to death. The deeds of your sinful nature you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So if you have not so you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead you received God's spirit when he ad adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father, for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children, and since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, Together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. Hear that, right? We are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we must first also share his suffering. Let me affirm you, though, because in the next verse, it says, yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. So in that suffering, it, it really won't amount to the glory. So. I got that. And at this point, I'm 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 practically about to cry. I'm tears welling up. I'm sitting over here like, God, I thank you. God, you know, we have received your spirit. It's a choice. It's always been a choice ever since we came to Christ. It's never been, I'm bound still, I'm bound still, I'm bound still. By the Spirit of God, you are not bound to anything. You're not bound to your sinful nature. You're not stuck there. Read Romans 8 for yourself again. 
dissect it, reread it, analyze it for yourself, really deep think about it. Don't just skim, but really read it and really see if you're believing it and apply it to your heart. Broski, we're not bound to that sin anymore. It is a choice. It is a choice. Ooh. It is a choice. I think that's what I'm going to name this episode, man. Realize that we are not bound, but it is a choice. We are not bound. It is a choice. So at this point, I'm already midway of this, though. Midway. Um, I heard Genesis 6. Real noticeably, though. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't quiet. It was not quiet at all. It was very noticeable. So at this point, I'm sitting over here like, yep, you already gave me one scripture shout out. Ain't no way it's going to happen again. But at this point, I, I mean, that's usually my thought process. But when I when I heard that, I was like, OK, Genesis six. And I knew I knew it wasn't my mind telling me this time. I really felt like, all right. God already gave me Romans eight. And and before that, there's more context on, you know. Uh, let me read this one verse. Eesh, eesh, eesh. It's about um for the trespass I I made a whole episode I made an episode on this. For the trespass of one man's sin cannot compare to the gift of Ah, I don't want to paraphrase it though. Let me read it, bro. Ooh, I want to give you all this banger, too. Ooh-wee. In, in Romans chapter 6, verse 12, um, it says, Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument to serve. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourself completely to God for you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. We're not bound to our sin. Um, But uh, what was it? Talk on it. Let me see. Where is it? Where is it, man? I was saying like, uh, but the trespass of the one man sin doesn't overcome the gift. Uh, it's about like uh, comparing the result of Adam's once. Oh, wait, it's right there. Here it is. But um, I knew. All, let me stay on. I'm not going to say on script. There ain't no script. <laughs> Let me just stay on what he gave me. But like what I was going to say was like, um, usually I, I saw this as I was going to Romans eight and I was like, God, you sure it ain't that I heard Romans eight. I'm like, 
Romans 8. Aight. But usually I would have stopped here and would have thought it was like, you know. Let me catch the one line. Um... Yes, Adam is, I think it's verse 18. No, 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 it's verse 17. For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many, but even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness for all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. And then in verse 18, it says, yes, Adam's one's sin brings condemnation for everyone, but Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. I actually want to say something on that. For though I know a lot of people do this and even I myself do it sometimes. We question our relationship with God. We go back and forth. We say, God, I don't know if da 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 da. And we start to go and backpedal and be like, are we really in relationship with God? Once you once you got Christ, once you got with Christ, once you became a servant of Christ. You were made right in his eyes. You don't have to question that. You don't have to question that. But uh, let's go back to what we were talking about. Sorry for that. Um, I'll be seeing scriptures. I'll be getting stuck. So after that, I had heard Genesis 6. I know by now somebody's like, I could have read Genesis 6 already by the time you done talking. Trust me, if I had my soundboard, I'd cook you right now. <laughs> I'd cook you. So, even more context before I read. Nope, we'll just read it. Okay, gotcha. So, meanwhile, at this point, I'm like, ain't no way. Double, double scripture drop, double banger on the neck. It said... In verse six, then the people began to multiply on earth and the daughters were born to them. The sons of God saw the beautiful women and took any they wanted as their wives. Then the Lord said, my spirit will not put up with humans for such a long time, for they are only mortal flesh in the future. Oh, no, no, no. For they are only mortal flesh in the future. Their lifespan will be no more than 120 years. It says in those days and for some time, it's talking about the Nephilim, but in verse five, we're going to hop to it. It says the Lord observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth, and he saw that everything they thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil. So the Lord was sorry he had ever made them and put them on the earth. It broke his heart. And the Lord said, I will wipe this human race I have created from the face of the earth. Yes, and I will destroy every living thing. All the people, the large animals, the small animals that scurry along the ground, and even the birds of the sky. I am sorry I ever made them. So the reason I I think I got this verse was for two reasons. One, I had asked, I think I even mentioned that at the start of this episode. 
Like, give me a heart to see sin how you see sin. Even though these people were all wicked, they cared nothing about God. Literally, they only cared about what they wanted, right? This That's God's reaction to us when we have completely turned our backs. And I'm, I may not go to it now. Um, Why not? But um, I'll, I'll, I'll flip to it in a sec. But it said God was brokenhearted. By the immense amount of sin, by the immense amount of wickedness, by the immense amount of disregard to God, he was brokenhearted. Now, I want you to think about that. How do you feel when your heart's broken? And think about that. And how really hurtful that feels. Now, if that doesn't do anything to you, because I don't remember if I've ever been really, truly brokenhearted, I had to think, how would I feel if I hurt somebody that I truly cared about to the point where they they had to look me dead in the eyes, tears probably running down their face, and with a broken heart, they just say, "Dave, you." They said, "David, you broke my heart." And that thought of me hurting somebody else, it put tears in my eyes. And now, instead of thinking of it being my closest friend on on the earth here, I thought about now how does. Now, now, now imagine God. Now, yes, while we're forgiven, we are forgiven for our sins. And remember how we were saying it's a choice. And if I were to keep on choosing to please and gratify the desires of my flesh at this point, I'm walking in iniquity. And for those who do not know what iniquity is. It is the disregard for the things of God. It is the complete and total love of your sin. There's no conviction. There's no, ah, this is bad. There, it's like the complete indulgence with zero regard for anything of how God feels in sin. It is the complete indulgence in sin with no repentant heart. You're practicing, 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 practicing sin. And... Even though afterwards I feel bad, if I continue to do something, then I want to do it. If you don't want to do something, you just won't do it. If I don't want to clean my room, I don't clean my room. If I don't want to clean the bathroom, I don't want to clean the bathroom. But if I did want to do those things, I'll get it done. And the same thing applies with sin. If I want to do these things, I'd do them. If I don't want to do these things, I will not do them. And so seeing this in Genesis 6, it answered two things. Because I asked God, and I think I said it earlier. I said, God, I want to see sin how you see sin. Here, with the practicing of iniquity. It breaks his heart. It hurts him. 
and think about his people, it probably really hurts them. It even says somewhere in the New Testament about, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit. And I don't remember exactly where it's at. But if you want, search it up, Bible Gateway. You'll find what I'm talking about. Excuse me. But that answered my one question on like, God, how do you see sin? It hurts him. It breaks his heart. But it also put into perspective, like, it ain't just about me. Let's 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 zoom out a little bit. Because didn't you say... Jesus in Matthew what? Let me go to it real quick. Matthew what? Matthew what? 21 or 22? Hold on, y'all. Matthew 24. Nope, it was Matthew 24. But, um... In Matthew 24, don't it say that when the Son of Man returns, it will be like it was in Noah's day? In the days before the flood, the people were enjoying banquets and parties and weddings right up to the time Noah entered the boat. People didn't realize what was going to happen until the flood came and swept them all away. This is the way it will be when the Son of Man comes. And not just in the way that nobody knows, but in the same level of iniquity. And the same level of practicing the sin. This world we live in is really deep diving, swanton cluster carpet bombing in the indulging of sin. It's in our media, it's in our stars, it's in our music, it's in it's on advertisements, it's on branding, it is everywhere. The promotion of sin and the demotion of anything of God. We're praising iniquity and casting the things of God aside. And that both hurts and angers him. Both hurts and angers him. But after that, I saw why he gave me Genesis 6. He he both assured me and reminded me. Or no, he both assured me and, you know, like, yeah, it's a choice. And then he was like, and to answer your question, because he is... A good, good father. Um, and I know a lot of people may have misinterpreted that clip I posted about getting too casual with God. That's about losing the reverential fear of God. Oh, yeah. Let me go over that point real quick. Then we're going to get right back on track because I, I feel like I don't I don't think I've ever said this before. But this is something that uh, came to my mind. We lose the reverential fear of God. We lose the awe of God when we start to open up doors to sin because when we open up doors to sin we cast the things of God aside we put the fear of God to the side we start to lose that reverence for him and we only care about indulging in the things of our flesh we only start indulging in the things of the flesh <sighs> Ooh, I want to bring up something else that he gave me and then with that we'll end it but I really gotta oh. <laughs> Tonight is a good night, bro. It's like Alexa, what time is it? It's 9:26 p.m. Dang. Thank you. You're welcome. Alexa. Close. Shut up, Alexa. 
I hope y'all ain't see that mouse back there the whole time, brother. I hope that wasn't annoying. Um, but, uh, what was it? Yes. Um, when I was reading, no, 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 the reverential fear. But when we open up doors for sin to get in, where God holds that place of, you know, awe, a fear of, you know, when you fear God, you don't want to disappoint him. When you fear God, you don't want to go against him. When you fear God, you don't, no, no, no. When you fear God, you want to draw near to him. When you fear God, you want to experience his presence. When you draw, when you fear God, you want his character and you want his heart to be upon you to please him. And when you indulge in sin, you cast aside the fear of God. It's almost like when you take off pieces of the armor of God from Ephesians 6. It says take up the whole armor of God and I take up part of it. So if you're missing one, can't really fight well. And in the same way, whenever we indulge in sin, we cast aside the fear of God. So back on to it. When I when I saw uh, what was going on, like in the days of uh, Noah and I saw that I went back over to Romans eight. And I read this. Where was it? Where was it? I believe it was Romans eight, two that I went back to. Right. Yes. And so what I was thinking was. Um, in Romans chapter Romans chapter eight verse two it says, and because of, and because you belong to Him, the power of the life giving Spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. So in that, my thought process was, okay, so we're freed from sin, but we still got to really deal with sin. And then He brought up to me, James, chapter one verse two, and at that point, I'm not gonna lie, I was still trying to reread, um, you know. Romans chapter eight, and I heard like screaming of, just go to James, 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 like go to James, like James was repeating in my head. It was like a clanging bell, like James, James, James. I'm like, okay, I will go to James and I will read it. And then it says, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. So then we came to writing this. It said, while we are free, we are tempted. And when we are tempted, we rejoice. While we are free, we are tempted. While we are tempted, we rejoice. Why? Because in temptation, it is a test to your faith. And your faith has chance to grow in endurance. And if that grows in endurance, you're also growing in proximity and in relationship with Jesus. In proximity, you're getting closer to him. In relationship, it's getting deeper. And your faith is growing stronger. Endurance So he got to rejoice. But you see, it also says we have to put to death the sinful desires. And we also must take up in the same suffering as Christ. While we may not be nailed down to a stake, we may not be nailed down to a cross. 
we might not be crucified. We are still called to crucify the flesh. And it's not easy. It is not easy whatsoever. So that was the revelation he gave me, you know. And at that, um, he just told me, uh, go record. Go ahead, which I've been kind of shaky on because I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be recording nothing. And, you know, I was like, you didn't tell me to do that. He said, nope, go. Go. <sighs> so, yeah, we we have done recorded. <laughs> we have done what he has requested. Now, I want to give you this little bomb and then I'm out of here. This is another revelation and I'm out of here. Let me check this real quick. Just had to check because battery goes down quick on the camera whenever you're not, um, you know. Nice, nice, nice. Just had to check the timing. Just had to check the timing. But um, I wanted to give you this um, this picture and this revelation that God gave me. And then I'm deuces. So. I was. Actually listening to what? What was it? It was in church service, right? They were t We were talking about the Garden of Eden. That's all the context I'll be giving because uh, it was actually talking about fears, right? But I want to cover that in another episode. But I want to cover that at a later time. It's fears, period. So, and more specifically, fear of man. So, Mentioning the Garden of Eden, right? And that was fresh on my mind. So then like two days after that Sunday or the next day, he gives me this. So what came to my mind is that let me let me read what I wrote because I want to read the revelation part, but I'll explain it here because I write down the revelation. I just want to make sure I get that right. <laughs> ah, there we go. It's us denying our fleshly desires is like us being in our own garden of Eden. Now, let me explain. So, when you let Lust take root. We're going to use lust, for example, right? God was like, if you let lust get its seed planted in the ground and it sprouts up a tree, right? The tree will obviously bear fruit, but the lust was the seed. The tree is called sin and the sin fruits produce sexual immorality. So off this tree hangs masturbation, our word, adultery, fornication, homosexual sex, all sexual immorality hangs off this tree. Tree's called sin, but it's rooted in what? lust so when i saw that god said don't let lust plant its seed 
on your ground. So, I took a little second to think about that. We're the ground. Lust is trying to plant itself in the good soil, us, so that it can grow. What does it create? What is the tree called? The tree type is known as sin. The fruits that hang from it, sexual immorality. Lust is the root. All these other things are byproducts of the lust. We need to attack the core. We need to deal with the root. We don't need to let that sin plant itself and get rooted in us. Don't let the sin get rooted in you. You're the ground. Do not let it get rooted in you. And then I was thinking of it, right? I was thinking it was just like, this ain't just for lust. There's plenty of other different sins. So in my mind, I'm literally seeing this on like a 2D plane. Lust is right here. And then I just see a whole bunch of other trees sprouting up and where sin, like lust or anger or, you know, da 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 da, all these different sins, let's say pride, envy, greed, um, covetousness, lust. I guess you would just say the seven deadly sins. Let those all be the, those are all the seeds. Those are the roots in the ground. Those are the seeds which grow the tree, which is called sin. And then they produce fruit of whatever it is. So if it's pride, it can be X, Y, and Z. And all those fruits bring forth death. Now, as we saw earlier, we're supposed to put off the desires of our flesh. So if we're supposed to put off the desires of our flesh, and we know, as it says in Galatians 5, all these different fruits or not fruits of the flesh, but all these different symptoms of following the flesh. Then we're supposed to walk away from that fruit. God has told us not to eat from that fruit. Don't eat of the fruit of lust. Don't eat of the fruit of pride. Don't eat of the fruit of envy. Don't eat of the fruit of gluttony. Don't eat of the fruit of any of these different trees. They all bring forth death. If you eat of this fruit, you will surely die. If you eat of this sin which I had not commanded you, or if you eat of this fruit which I have commanded you not to eat, you will surely die. That option's still there for us now. With the Holy Spirit, with the sacrifice of Jesus being present, with there being a way out of the control of our sin, these trees still exist. We still have a Garden of Eden to worry about. If you eat of this tree, if you eat of these trees, you will surely die. Now, hold on. I wrote down scripture too. Hold on. Let me read off actually what I read here just so I can like wrap it up because I wrote this down in the heat of the moment there. So what I'm spouting off is like days late. So it says, 
So you've never been opening the door for masturbation. You've been opening the door for lust. Let me explain. So, lust is the seed that sprouts a tree. This tree produces this fruit. Our word, adultery, homosexuality, fornication, masturbation, and more. The root of that seed sprouts up making a tree of bad fruit, creating sexual sin. It all stems from lust. Everything else is a byproduct of lust in the context of sexual sin. Lust creates the fruit of sexual sin. So in this revelation, I saw sin as trees, trees that only bear bad fruit. With this visual, I saw that when I eat the fruit of lust, it tastes sweet for a little bit, but the side effects of it are deadly. Causes vomiting, nausea, headaches, vomit, or no, 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 causes vomiting, nausea, headache, body pains, and more. The cure for this is the redeeming blood of the lamb that completely cures the sickness of the sin fruit. With this analogy slash example in mind, it hit me. All sin is like this. All sin is like this tree. The seed slash roots uprise a tree when given good soil, us humans, and this tree bears horrid fruits that we eat off of and reap consequences. Then I saw it. Our fleshly desires are all sinful. All sin is like a tree that bears bad fruit. Our garden of Eden is our fleshly desires. God has asked us to no longer partake in that fruit because it will kill us. We now have Jesus to wipe away the punishment of death that eating those fruits bring, which is inevitably our debts and sending to hell. We're blessed to have this way out in Jesus. To grow in him, we must now be the branch to his vine, producing the fruits of the spirit and no longer being both the ground for sin to be planted and the taster of its bad fruit. Wow. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm reading that and I got chills, bro. Why didn't I just read that the first time? (laughs) Why didn't I just read that the first time? Okay, so... Okay, then then I got scripture. Then I got scripture for this. And then we're about to wrap up because I think my phone's about to die. But hopefully, Lord, in the name of Jesus, you keep that thing rolling for just like 10 more minutes. 10 more minutes. 10. Let me see. Is it Ephesians? Galatians or Galatians? Yeah, it's Galatians, Ephesians. All right, there we go. Oh, yeah, y'all getting fed this episode, bro. I'm getting fed this episode, bro. <laughs> I'm getting fed. All right, all right. It says in Galatians 5, 19 through 21. These are those, oops, sorry. These are those sinful desires I was mentioning in Galatians 5 earlier. So it says, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissensions, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. All right. So it says, let me tell you again, as I have before, that any living that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Right. Let's see. It says in verse 22 through 26. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. 
There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passion and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the spirit, let us follow the spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. Dog, it is coming around full circle, but we ain't even done. Now, going back to James. Back to James. We're going to go to James chapter 1, verse 14 through 15. It says, temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. This I got. Now, listen here. These desires give birth to sinful actions. And when it's and when sin is allowed to grow. Like the trees. It gives birth to death when you eat off that fruit of the sin tree our lustful desires are not our lustful desires but our sinful desires bro it gives birth to death and i don't even ha- i don't even have anything to say I don't even have anything to say. I do have one thing to say. This is why I advocate that you write stuff down. This is why I advocate when you receive stuff from God, write that joker down. Don't let it slip, bro. Do not let it slip. See, I got pages on pages on pages on pages of different revelations. If I if I forget, I can just go back and read. Now, you do have to kind of get into it, though. You have to make sure, you know what I'm saying, you really, you know, sit down and write a little bit. Because sometimes it goes on for a little while. But I do not regret it. Because I felt like I was getting the revelation myself once again. Once again, doggone it. Once just reading it again. All right. So that's why I encourage you, write that junk down. I don't mean, I don't mean type it in the notes. I mean, get a journal, grab a little notebook from Target. If you can't go into Target because they have too many beautiful women, trust me, I understand. You can go to, uh, what's it called? Go to Kroger and go to the little section in the back, get you a little notebook, walk up to the self-checkout, go on get. If not, go to Walmart, get you a little notebook, go on get. All right? And if you're really down bad, go to the gas station, get you a napkin, and start writing that joker down, brother. All right? Look, <laughs> Look I know y'all be working in trades out there, brother. So I know you, you know what I'm saying? Go on, get you a little, go on, get you a napkin, bro. Go on, write this stuff down. But yeah, man. All right. I think, I think we're done, man. I think we're diggity, diggity done. I feel really good about this. I was that was good. That was great. I felt your hand on that, Father. I felt your hand on that. Um but yes. Just a quick little revision because I usually go over the revision. It's a choice. You're not bound to that sin. Don't give the enemy more credit. 
due to the fact that he may tempt you, but it's still your choice. It may feel super overwhelming, but you got to grow in the spirit. Grow in the spirit. Spend time with God in the word. Spend time with talking with God in prayer. Get books. Get books that provide new perspective. New perspective is a huge thing that I love. Here, this is a value here. New perspective is valued here, bro. I want to provide my perspective to you. And uh, some people will provide their perspective to me. And then it's just like, bro, we feedbacking. We feedbacking. We we are reverberating off of each other. All right? But, man, yes, it it is a choice. And also, um... While we are freed, we are tempted. While we are tempted, we rejoice because we are now presented an opportunity to grow in proximity and relationship intimacy with Jesus. When our faith in him is pushed to the test and we choose him over what we want. Endurance. And also, don't eat off that tree. We still have our trees that we have to avoid. We still have those trees presented to us. And the serpent is still out there active trying to get us to look at those trees. Don't take advantage of the cure of the lamb. Just because you know that the cure is there, that we already are going to be healed after eating off these trees, don't be stupid about it. Don't be foolish. Mm-mm-mm. What then? Shall we keep on sinning to further approve the, the abounding grace that our Father has? Surely not. Surely not. If y'all need that, I'm pretty sure that's in like what Romans chapter three or four. Am I tripping? I don't think I'm tripping. There we go, I found it. In chapter 3, verse 5 of Romans, it says, But some might say our sinfulness serves a good purpose, for it helps people see how righteous God is. Isn't it unfair then for him to punish us? This is merely a point of, or this is merely a human point of view. Of course not. If God were not entirely fair, how would he qualify to judge the world? But someone might so argue, how can God condemn me as a sinner if my dishonesty highlights his truthfulness and brings him more glory? And some people even slander us by claiming that we say the more we sin, the better it is. Those who say such things deserve to be condemned. Well, then, shall we conclude that we Jews are better than others? No, not at all. Oops, my pages are getting stuck together. For we have already shown that all people, whether Jews or Gentiles, are under the power of sin. 
but this is just a leading precursor to go all the way up to Romans to where we are at, where we are not under the power of sin anymore. But yes, thank you guys. I'm going to just, I, yeah, I'm wrapping it up because I'm going to keep on going. It's flowing. I don't want to cut out the flow, but I'm just going to keep going. But uh, thank you guys. Um, I don't know if my lava lamp was lava lamping enough for you guys. Hopefully lava lamp was lava lamping for you. But um, <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Um, again, thank you guys so much for the support. Thank you guys so much for pulling up. Thank you guys so much for listening and watching and talking with me and communicating with me and showing support. Thank you for all the new people here. Um, your your time is very valued here. I appreciate you coming and listening to a 19-year-old legit. <laughs> um, I thank y'all to the people who messaged me. I love it. And sorry if I take a little while. Uh, I'm either doing one of two things. I'm actually, I'm either extremely busy or I'm really procrastinating. Uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm working on the procrastination though. Um, I'm just going to keep it real with you. Um, uh, but I really, I'm, I'm, I'm cranking down on that. So we're moving into a different era. We cannot afford to be lenient. With, well, not lenient. is That's not the right word. Can't afford to be bad stewards of that which he has blessed me with. Um, so we got to crank down on that. Really be a good steward of that which he's given. Um, so, yeah. We're moving into new territory, baby. Uh, so, yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. If you'd like to go ahead and contact me, all the links are down in the description. If you're listening on Spotify, if you're listening on YouTube, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you're listening on your great-grandmother's left sock, go on, send a message down to me. You got Instagram down there. DM's always open. And you got the Gmail where you can go ahead and message me. Um, and, yeah. Thank you so much for your support again. I love, I love, I love, I love, I love talking with you guys. I love the community. I love you guys so much. I know what I just hit. But thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. And I will see you guys in the next one. Hope this provided. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope it provided you reason and understanding. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Peace.